you know, for other people, it's just, you know, a time to talk with your team lead without any interruptions and uh, just, you know, give feedback on how you feel that the work is going and how things in the team are going. And then, you know, sort of have that dialogue. So, you know, I think they can take many different forms. I don't know if we can necessarily pinpoint a, a certain thing. Hey y'all, I'm Chase Clements and this is the Support Ops Hangout. This is a show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. Now we've got some of the best support pros in the business and they're all here again this week, which is fantastic. So we're going to, Jeff, Jeff goes first. Jeff goes first this week. It's going to be great. Jeff, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. What's going on, Chase? It's, it's good. It's good. I love the plant in the side, like right there. I know, That's right? Nice. I know. My my wife is um, has quite the green thumb. She's really working on it. So our house is just filled with plants, which I highly, highly recommend. Got that oxygen going a little bit more? Yeah, exactly. I feel great. Next up, Carolyn, who is back in Nashville, which is really, really exciting. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to be here. I, on the other hand... Do not have a plant because I cannot keep another living thing alive. So, well, you're always you get, gone. Yeah, exactly. So you get my brown couch and brown chair and brown hand-me-down. Yeah, that should be a thing, like Uber for plant care when you're gone, right? Oh, that's a good idea. Right, Uber like somebody for plant care when you're there. <laughs> it's not easy keeping those things alive. Uh, somebody needs to do it and then give our crew like 10%. Take 10% of the company. And then last but certainly not least, Chase Livingston with his fantastic Woo shirt on this week. How are you? All right. I'm doing well. Got the uh, rep in the Woo today, so uh, check it out. Woo. Is that how you say it? Like you have to like, it's like Yahoo. No, you no. Go up a I think it's bit. just, just kind of Woo. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know. Ironically, That's how I say it. That's how I talk about that company now. It's like, yeah, Yahoo. Why? Well, yeah, whatever. No, just kidding. WooCommerce is great. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, all right. So this week we're uh, continuing in our Every Good Manager series. You know, everyone talks about like the power of regular one-to-ones between you and your team. But we, I want to dig in like, are they really worth it? Like that's a significant time investment every week. So I want to know if they're worth it. And I want to know how important it is to, uh, to have them regularly scheduled and actually keep to that schedule. And then we're also talking about something that Carolyn threw at me at the very end that was like oh. skip level chats and whatever that is. So I'm interested there. Um, all right, let's go first. Uh, Chase, since you were kind of at the tail end, you're going to get the first one. Why? Yeah, why one-to-ones? What's the benefit here? I think there are a lot of different benefits. I mean, um, it all depends on what you're trying to get out of a, a one-on-one. I think it is up to the manager and the, the employee, I guess, to, to sort of decide that. Um, I know me personally, it's, you know, a lot of feedback and, and just sort of a back and forth communication on how things are going and um, maybe some um, training in a certain area that I feel like the team lead that I'm working with is better at than I am. And so they can, you know, spend time giving me feedback and training and um, just sort of, I guess, giving me the, the tools I need to, to better my career, you know, at automatic, because, you know, the, the idea is that if they're a team lead, they, um, you know, have figured the, the managerial things out. Um, and so maybe can help others to do that. Um, you know, for other people, it's just, you know, a time to talk with your team lead without any interruptions and, uh, just, you know, give feedback on how you feel that the work is going and how things in the team are going. And then, you know, sort of have that dialogue. So, you know, I think they can 
take many different forms. I don't know if we can necessarily pinpoint a, a certain thing. So Carolyn, when he said, talk with your team lead about without interruptions, there was the head bob in there. Like, yeah, yeah. Like what was, what, why, why is that so important? Uh, I, I just thought it was a really good summary of like any relationship building approach, um, which is like, you know, you need focused time. You need to invest in each other. Um, it's not all that different from that. Um, and I think the reason I nodded at, uh, no interruptions is because, um, especially with remote teams, I feel like it can be especially tempting to like, Oh, just like check that message that you just got. But like your eyes are this big. And when somebody's like looking at a notification, it's really obvious. (laughs) So, um, I think especially just giving your full focus is um, really important and really valuable and having the teammate feel like you're completely present is, is, is very valuable. I mean, you know, with any relationship it's, it's important. So this isn't that different from that. Yeah. The the whole ding, ding, ding thing going off in the background or the, yeah, the, the eye look up into the right corner where the notifications come in, like dead giveaways every time. Or if you have a mechanical keyboard that comes through when you start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff, we'll, we'll give you a chance here because you were not along. You were again, nodding along at the very end there. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about the, I got the Apple watch favorite part about it is I saw that that's new, right? It's fairly new. And my, the reason why I got it was um, I never knew when I needed to go to my next meeting or where I needed to be. So I would have my phone out. And as soon as your phone is out, you're done. You're just done. People who are working at Apple full-time are so good at getting you to look at it. And it's, it's a killer. Um, and it, nothing makes people feel less like you don't really care than when you're just staring at that thing for long periods of time. Like, should I stop talking? Are we, is this meeting over? What's the deal here? Mm. Especially with the power dynamic that goes on in most one-on-ones anyway. It's uh, that's a real killer momentum killer. Yeah, I know. So I was, uh, I was in Chicago last week, which Jeff, we didn't meet up. I'm sorry. It was crazy. Um, I was in Chicago last week. I got to talk with, uh, with my boss, Jason, and I know it was really just really subtle. Like when he sat down at the table, he looked at his phone and then flipped it over face down. Right. So it was there, but it like that, that flipping over just change. It like changes the, not like the feeling in the room. I don't want to get like mushy gushy, but it like sets a different, um, context. Right. Totally. Um, yeah, I, I think you're onto something. It does the, the, Apple watch, like it's, it's right there on your wrist. Does it, does it not like light up or something when, when notifications come in or whatever? It taps you. Okay. It has a little tap on it. Um, and it has different taps for different things. So I know the difference between, you know, Slack message versus like calendar thing or, you know, and you can, it really, it is like the most personal device they've ever made. So you can dial in all that kind of stuff for me. I I mean, it's kind of crazy to be talking gadgets in a one-on-one manager conversation, but it really has had an impact on like how present I can be during a meeting because I know I will be tapped on my wrist when I need to go to my next meeting, which is really important. Yeah. I don't think it's, I mean, I think the gadget is just the, the thing that you have to do that. Right. It's, it's like the, um, 
like we talk about gadgets, but it's so much more important than that. It, it's that that mindset of focus, like Chase Livingston said, that that interrupted in uninterrupted time. And I think about like back to when I had one to ones when I wasn't working remote. It was always like, you know, oh, let's go to a coffee shop, and I'm yeah. sitting there going, "This is the worst place ever to have a conversation like that." Right? Wait, am I'm I like, just the only one there? People. Right? There's always going to be somebody walking up. Like, or even little stuff like the, whenever the barista calls a name, like you just kind of get jolted out of the moment a little bit and you can try to tune it all out, but it just doesn't happen. Totally. All right. So that's, that's just a few of the whys. I I get that. So why regularly scheduled and Carolyn, we'll go to you first. Like why, why does this need to be a regular thing? And when we talk about regular, I want to like dive into a little bit too about like how regular is this like a weekly thing for Buffer? Is this a monthly thing? Because regularly scheduled like annual reviews, that's completely different than like a uh, kind of what you think of when you think regular one-to-one. So walk us through it with Buffer. Okay. It varies a lot depending on team, individual relationship. Um, so for example, I report, to Joel, which means that I do a one-to-one with him. Um, and it also means that I work closely with him on my projects. And so every other week I have a career focused one-to-one with him, which is like really just about, it is about the work that I'm doing, but it's not about problem solving and like obstacle removal for this week's work. It's more bigger picture. Like what's the direction that, um, I'm wanting to be moving. Am I moving that direction? Am I feeling challenged? Am I feeling supported? That kind of thing. Um, And then every other week I do a like customer experience and quality meeting with him, which is more like, okay, what are the projects that would be useful to brainstorm on or you need to update me on or things like that. Um, So just to make sure I've got this in my head, it's, it's every week, but the topic is biweekly. Mine are every other week. Sorry, they're monthly. Yeah, so I meet with him every other week. Yeah, I, I misspoke. Yeah. Okay. My, my, my like career focus one-to-one is monthly. Oh, okay, cool. So is my other one. So I speak to him every other week, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Some no, people fine. do 30-minute every week. Some people prefer every other week, 45 to an hour. Um, And depending on the individual, some people prefer to have it on the calendar. I know on Mondays I have a one o'clock with Jeff, like I don't miss it. I schedule my life around it. I schedule my flights around it. I schedule my lunch around it. Um, And then other, yeah, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) And then other folks, just depending on their dynamic with their team, prefer to schedule the next one at the end of each one. So say like, what does next week look like? Okay. What day is good for you? Okay. Put it it there. Um, and it really, we don't have a lot of, uh, process around it. It's just whatever works for each team. Uh, Livingston, I vaguely remember talking to maybe Andrew's about it, but it feels like y'all are every six weeks. But yeah, I think it kind of depends on the team because I have a a one-on-one pretty much every other week. Um, unless, 
you know, there's just some weird extenuating circumstance. Um, but yeah, uh, some teams I think are, you know, longer periods of time. Some people do every week. Um, so similar to buffer, I think it sort of just depends on the team and the team lead and how often they like to check in. Um, you know, Spittle may only check in with uh, the other happiness leads, you know, every six weeks since um, they don't work as closely together as say I work with my team lead necessarily since we're working on the same, you know, product and same goals and that kind of thing. Um not to say that they're not working on the same goals, but it's just a little bit different when he's managing a team of team leads essentially, and they're all working on different products and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it all, you know, depends on the team. Um, you know, Carolyn mentioned the two different ways to schedule. I pretty much have, you know, a set appointment every uh, other Thursday at, at 1 PM for me is, is when we do our chat. Uh, and, you know, I just, that's on the calendar. I know when it's coming, which week it's coming and that kind of thing. And everything else sort of just falls around that. So um, that's what works for us uh, and my team lead, you know, currently. Yeah, that's what I do with uh, with Kristen, our support manager. It tends to be, for whatever reason, it, it lately has been Friday afternoons about four o'clock, and we do it by. Okay, so when I say biweekly, that means every other week. Somebody's going to write me and be like, "Oh, biweekly means like twice a week." No, no, that's semi-weekly. No. Semi-weekly. That, that is so. That is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it that it's been accepted. Wait, wait. So I twice a week is semi-weekly. Week. Well, according to the way those words are used in every other yes. context except weekly, yeah, gotcha. Like semi is every is like halfway through and at the number, and semi is every other. Yeah, got it. All right, so I do by every yeah. two weeks. Yeah, we're gonna throw a fortnightly in there somewhere. Oh, but yeah, it tends to be four o'clock Friday afternoons, just because like for for. Um, Chris and I, it's a real great way to kind of like look back at what the week has been and then to also like look forward for the next two weeks. Um, it, it works out really well. Plus it ends like a, it puts a nice little bow on the end of the week, which is oh. nice. Um, Jeff with, uh, with, with Wistia, um, my, and this could just be gut guess, right? So if I'm wrong, just tell me I'm wrong, but it feels like when you're all in one location or two locations as you are now that one-to-ones maybe don't happen quite as regular and like maybe that's not the right word that one-to-ones kind of happen more spontaneously. I think it's, um, I think it was probably both Chase and Carolyn said that there's no magic, um, process that every team follows. Personally, I just feel like people cannot grow in a vacuum. Like one-to-ones are the best source of feedback you're going to get around. Like I've given you ownership over this problem and I'm trying to give you a lot of autonomy, but also how are you doing and how can I help you clear, you know, barriers that are in your way or like redirect you to more of the problem. Like as we've discovered new data or as I discovered that I described it wrong, how can I help you work on the most important problem um, related to your area of ownership? And I love the idea from Carolyn of, alternating between career like outside of the current project or projects that I'm working on like where am I going and also like a little bit more in the weeds like how can I help you achieve the goal that you've set out for yourself for the next three months or whatever Um, I think that that stuff is really important I just feel like the number of people that I see that are running around with no concept of am I doing a good job is this problem still important to the company if I send a team-wide email about the progress that we've made, is that going to just be crickets because everybody else has moved on? Um, all that stuff is just 
Oh my gosh, it's so important. And the, the only place that people get it, whether you're remote or in person, seems to be one-to-ones. The best place to get it because it's with your trusted manager and you can kind of prep yourself to go into the room and be like, I'm open to this feedback, even if it means like a total change in my direction. So I guess the big thing before we hit the skip level chats, cause I was interested in that. Um, Livingston, you mentioned that yours is set Thursdays, one o'clock. Does that tend to be for like the general consensus? Like people just set that time and block it off come rain or shine. Yeah, that's how, um, in, you know, my almost now four years of experience at automatic, that tends to be how I've done it on all the various teams and, and team leads that I've worked with as we just, you know, set a time, uh, you know, they team leads sort of just set a time with each team member. And, um, you know, obviously that's going to be a little busier for them, but, um, and I think, you know, doing it biweekly helps because you spread out, you know, seven to nine or maybe even 10 people over, you know, a, a two week span. So, um, you're not doing all of them on one day or whatever. And that would, you know, just be insane. So, um, that. no, no, that would be, that would be crazy. I think. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, that's worked well for, um, the situations that I've been in, especially since we're remote uh, and things like that and having to deal with time zones and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Um, that, that seems to work best is just having a, a set time, you know, however often the, the frequency of the meeting you want to have. Kaylin, why does the, well, I was just going to say why you were like, I don't recommend that. Why, why put them all in one day, put them all in one day seems, seems efficient, right? Like I'm chunking my time. I'm blocking my time. That's one to one day. Like, why not? Yeah. yeah. If you're the type of person who can do that, um, which I would think would be rare, then do that. Um, if you are like super extroverted and you get a lot of energy out of those types of conversations and, um, you are like a superhuman with focus and I don't know, I think there would be, have to be a couple very specific characteristics of a person to get to the end of a day of like eight hours of one-to-ones and be still effective in the last one, but, um, or the last five, but, um, more power to you. But I don't think the average person is like that. (laughs) Um, the one thing I was going to say, uh, just to follow up on what Livingston just said is, the one value of having it set at a specific time is that it sends a big message. It's a subtle one and it takes time, but like it sends a message if you never miss that. And if you don't reschedule it or worse, cancel it. Um, so um, there is value in having like, this is your time on my calendar. It's so important to me that I don't, I don't let anything else overtake it. Um, so that's one other advantage. Building on that, the best advice I've gotten is um, that time is your time. Mm. As the as the person who um, is having the one on one with their manager, the manager is setting that side that time aside for you, mm. and it's best for you to try to take advantage of that time. Um, and uh, the advice that I got was um, around that, which I have not been following, but I plan to. Um, is to be very structured around how you, uh, I don't know what the word is, like report in for that one-to-one. So their their suggestion was come up with, here's the stuff I've been working on since the last time we talked. Here's the stuff I'm planning to work on between now and the next time we talk. Here are some things that are like coming up in the hopper that I think are important issues that we need to talk through. Um, 
and some sort of structure around like, here's some issues I'd love to bring up. Here's some things I'd like to talk about. We use 15.5, the software to make sure that people are able to um, talk through some of like their trickier problems or issues that they're experiencing before a one-to-one. And you can kind of build your agenda around that. But uh, I think following that set structure so that um, the, the manager or whoever you're meeting with for one-on-ones can come in um, knowing like what you want to talk about and you can really take ownership over the agenda. Otherwise they'll fill in with a bunch of time. That's probably not critical for you. They'll ask you questions about stuff from them. They'll want feedback for themselves, which all that is good and, and helpful, but make sure you're using that time for you. I was going to suggest put, uh, we've done this with varying levels of success, but um, it can be useful to put a specific time in the one-to-one somewhere, you know, five minutes for advice or feedback the other way, like uh, for the lead. Um, Otherwise it's harder to pull out. Totally. Yeah. And so just on that thought, right. So like normally that five minutes get there, it gets there and you're like, well, you know, so we've talked about you the entire time. Like what, what, what feedback do you have for me? Right. And then it's just crickets. Mm-hmm. So we were, and I think we've talked about it in the show before, but clear um, over at know your company says um, a really great way to unlock that is instead of asking what feedback do you have for me, ask what advice do you have for me? And that tends to like, just turn that key real quick and, mm-hmm. and gives you some good stuff. All right. So we got a few minutes left. Carolyn, skip level chats. I've never, never heard of them. Okay. Before we do that, I'm going to add one more thought Go. to the value of regular one-to-ones. Um, we've focused mostly on the value of an individual relationship between a team lead and a team member. Um, but the other value of regular one-to-ones with your whole team is that the manager becomes a hub of a lot of signals and is more easily able to recognize anomalies versus trends, um, which kind of emphasize the value of enough. When we moved away from one-to-ones during our self-management debacle, um, and switched exclusively to masterminds as like a way of solving challenges, um, which is great for certain things, but what it removed was that hub concept. Um, And that's really valuable to be able to say like, oh, three people mentioned this particular challenge or feeling weird about this particular decision. Okay, this is a bigger thing. Anomalies versus trends. I like that. Yeah. Um, Cool. Okay, so skip level, I, um, I don't have a ton of insight into it other than um, it's supposedly generally a useful practice to try and establish some relationship with people. You know, if you're leading leaders to have, you know, quarterly or uh, semi annual meetings with uh, the people who report to the people who report to you. Um, And the intention is not to evaluate the leader, um, the, the person, you know, the middle person, or to go around them or any of those things. It's just to make sure that you get some context and have some relationship with those folks. Um, and there's a variety of suggestions out there on the internet how to do that. Um, so is it still just one-to-one there? Yeah, it's a one-to-one. Okay. So for example, um, like when I was leading happiness team, um, it would be Joel having a meeting with a member of the happiness team without me there. Um, mm-hmm. just so that people feel like they have, I mean, Joel's a CEO, so that's 
doubly important for the CEO to make connections with other people in the company. But even if he wasn't, um, just some, some, him getting some context of things that aren't, um, just from me and Mm -hmm. building relationships with some of those people and, you know, having, having the team get to know him as well. Yeah. There was something in radical candor. Um, and I forget if they use, they must not have used the term skip level because I felt like that I would remember that, but they could have, I don't know. Um, but they were talking about where the, like Joel would go in and meet with the entire happiness team. And they would talk about how like you as the, the manager was doing and what yeah. was working really well and what wasn't working really well. And the trick there was like at the very end, they had to have a clear list and then um, the, the CEO would immediately go talk to that manager like right after. So there's no lag or anything else. Like there's uh-huh. this, there's this a little bit of time pressure on the team to come up with helpful things for that manager. And it was literally like, we're writing this down and I'm going to talk to her in the next meeting. So yeah. um, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Chase, Jeff, any experience with anything like that? Not like a scheduled or a intentional thing. I mean, I just talk to Spittle a lot because I guess Spittle and I are friends. So, you know, we talk sometimes, but nothing, uh, nothing intentional, I guess I would say. I would beg to differ. I bet it's intentional on Spittle's own. Well, that's true. Probably so. <laughs> that's his plan, his secret plan. Yeah, taking over the, the world. We're definitely thinking about ways to get more new and like lower level people exposure at the senior level, because I think something that we've run into is uh, they think this at the senior level, they think a lot about how people can grow, but they don't, there's, it's very hard to communicate that. And so it's easy for people who are new or on sort of a lower level to, to think, well, I don't know that person and therefore they don't really care about me. Like that's just an easy assumption to make. And I think, by and large, you go most places that's true. And so if we want to buck the trend there, I think we have to work extra hard and extra intentional at it. So those kinds of chats, I think are like a really important building block for that relationship. Nice. So since y'all just started doing it, we're going to put a pan and come back to it. That way we can tell everybody like, yay, they worked or it was a debacle or that's my new favorite word for the day, by the way. <laughs> debacle. That's great. Too. Yeah, we're starting, to, we're starting those at Buffer as well. Cool. Debacles. <laughs> oh, that's old news. We got debacles for days. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, holistic debacles has a nice ring to yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so that's our take on this one let us know what you think what you do especially like i said the skip level chats those are interesting so if you our dear listener has uh has done this before has experience with those please let us know it's hello at supportops.co we're on twitter it's at supportops there mostly so we can tell jeff and carolyn how not to do some of this stuff that's the big key no more debacles debacle free zone right here (laughs) all right so uh thanks again for listening until we see you next time have a great week